Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. It is a good day. A beautiful day. Beautiful day. It's been a couple of beautiful days. It has been. Absolutely. And I hope it's beautiful when everybody's listening to this. Well, I hope so, too. I hope you're having a beautiful day right now, dear listener. Yes, and, and if you're listening on Tuesday, June 14th, which is when this is going to drop, there's something exactly special right. happening today. There is. I know you want to talk about it. I really do. If you're listening to this before 10 a.m. Eastern Time in the Tampa area, we hope that you can come over to Livingston because we're having our vacation Bible school this week. We have classes for ages two years old through the eighth grade, but there's also adult Bible class. So this is not a drop-off vacation Bible school. We have something for you, for the parent, for the whole family. We've got a guest speaker, and today I think we're going to be having a great lesson about uh, Gideon uh, and the deliverance uh, that God offered his people through the judge Gideon. I hope you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're looking up and to the left like, wait a minute, I got to remember, what is it? I'm I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's what it is, and it's going to be a great lesson, great guest speaker, hope you can come be part of it. But today on Text Talk, we're still talking about Jesus and Melchizedek. Yeah, we're doing some Old Testament here too, aren't we? Yeah, Jesus and Melchizedek. And so would you please read... Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 19 Hebrews from your 7? New King James Bible. Well, since I have it right here, here we go. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not be called according to the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, of necessity there is also a change of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe, from which no man has officiated at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. All right, before we talk about this, I do want to make sure we set a technical stage for this, okay. uh, a technical term. The The use of the law in this chapter, the, the word law, even used in the Bible, even used as it's connected with what happened under Moses, what's happened in the Old Testament, is used in various ways in different mm-hmm. places. Sometimes it refers... Well, sometimes it refers to the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes it refers to the Ten Commandments. Sometimes it refers to um, the legal requirements, you know, picking out all the legal requirements, and the Jews have said there's like 613 of them or something like that. Uh, Sometimes it refers to the entire Old Testament. Sometimes it does. Here, it is referring to the Torah, or those first five books, the Pentateuch, what we find, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the Torah that can be found within it. I think it's important to know that, because uh, you didn't read this verse, but at the end of our chapter, it is going to refer to what we find in Psalm 110, and it says in verse 28... For this is Hebrews 28. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priest, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, 
appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Right. That's going to become confusing to someone who thinks that when we're talking about the law in this chapter, it's referring to the entire Old Testament. He's not using the phrase the law to refer to the entire Old Testament. Okay. And I think a couple of things that strengthens that interpretation is the emphasis being placed on uh, the calling of the Levites, Mm -hmm. okay, that the priest is according to Aaron. All of this is set forth in the Pentateuch. Yep, absolutely. All right. So he's he's talking about, here was this thing in the law, what we have from Genesis to Deuteronomy, then Psalm 110, which came later than Mm -hmm. the law. Although he is essentially calling it a law. Mm-hmm. It, it is a law about Jesus being a priest. And what a fascinating thing that is. But it's not the law that he's talking about. Yeah. So I just wanted to so make sure we understood that, so that. And that helps us appreciate the chronology when a psalm is written later and yeah. the juxtaposition the Hebrew writer uses. So that for the next eight to ten minutes, when we keep talking about the law, everyone can know, okay, here's what they're talking but about. But we're talking about those five yeah, books. Yeah, because what it yeah. says is, and this is important, right off the bat, we recognize twice throughout Hebrews, we've been told that Jesus was made perfect. In Hebrews mm-hmm. 2 and verse 10. In chapter 5 and verse 9, both of those talked about Jesus being perfected. When we were in those conversations, we talked about how on earth could that be since Jesus was just perennially perfect. He he was was naturally sinless and perfect. And what we highlighted is that this perfection is the idea of being completed. He became all that God wanted him to be, all that we needed him to be Mm -hmm. as our priest. And he did that through what he suffered, through facing death, through the resurrection, through his endurance, through learning obedience. And we highlighted how that was the idea. Absolutely. Yeah, he was always obedient. But when he was obedient in the face of this suffering and trauma, Mm -hmm. we've got true, real obedience there. And so all of that is tied together. And then we get to Hebrews 7, and it drops a bomb. Okay. The law makes nothing perfect. (laughs) Here is our priest, here is our uh, our king, our savior, who is perfect, who has yeah. been made perfect, but now we learn it is not through the law that he was made perfect. The law makes nothing perfect. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk about what's going on in this chapter with this right. perfection and Jesus being our priest, and yet... It's not based on what that law said about who was going to be priest about for who's Israel, priest. which we've talked about over and over again. Can I, I feel make like a I've point? Been, yeah, okay. I, was, I feel yeah. like I've been rambling for a while. And well, I don't know that it's rambling, speak. but it's certainly setting a stage and, and a helpful one at that. Um, one of the things that I just like to observe when I read through here uh, is, is the point that is made in verse 14. It is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Uh, when Moses, in the law, in the Pentateuch, set forth who is going to be called priest, he specifically states it's going to be Aaron, and it's going to be the sons of Aaron. Now, he does not go out of his way to list extensively all the other tribes, and not Reuben, and not Asher, and not Gad, and not Judah, so forth. When he spoke and said the family of Aaron and the Levites, that excluded all of these others. That excluded Jesus uh, because he comes from the tribe of Judah. There is a, a logic here and a principle of interpretation. I just think it's good to point out that this is the way the Lord works when he sets forth his will. And when he specifies something, it does exclude these other things. And that is good to keep in mind, even when we see that there is a promise set forth okay, uh, in the Psalms about this priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. This is not over and against breaking the law of God in any way. It's showing that there is another priesthood, another order 
that is going to supersede that which was set forth in the law of Moses. But what Jesus doesn't say is, look, I'm just I'm 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 breaking the law, I'm rewriting the law. That's not the way God's law works. It's never abrogated uh, in that way, violated in that way, but it is fulfilled. Every part of it is fulfilled. And even if we had not picked up on the fact, you know, up until the Hebrew writer now is that, hey, there's this order of Melchizedek priesthood hanging out there. What what you know, what's up with that? The Hebrew writer is going to show this too is fulfilled, and this in Christ our better king, our better priest. Making all of that point is really powerful, which makes me want to go back and remind us what we learned at the beginning of Hebrews chapter 5. This is why it was important at the beginning of Hebrews chapter 5 to talk about what is the real qualification for priesthood ultimately. Mm -hmm. Because what we have is the law and the priesthood under the law, but our author actually has established that there is an implication mm-hmm. even from that command in the law. And back in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4, as he talked about priesthood, he said, and no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. under the law, there was a statement, Aaron and his sons will be priests, which excluded everyone else from being priests right. according to the law. According to that law. Our yeah. author has highlighted there is an implication here, though. Why did Aaron and his sons get to be priests? Because God called them through the law to be priests, mm-hmm. which set the stage for when God wants to call someone else to be a priest, yeah. he is allowed to do that. Absolutely. Which opened the door for Psalm 110. And- where I'm going to say, and and this is exciting to me, because in calling this new priest and a changing of priesthood, as we read a moment ago in verse 11, verse 12, verse 13, there's also then a change of the law. And this incredible freedom then that Gentiles and all people can come to Christ, it's not about keeping the law of Moses, being Torah observant, call back to our book of Galatians studies, right? It's a package deal. It goes together. I think that's important to recognize here, Andrew, about Jesus, because what he is saying about Jesus as priest actually informs our relationship to the law, as you've just intimated. Because what he points out is that in order for Jesus to be a priest, Mm -hmm. God set aside the legal stipulation because of its weakness and its uselessness. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a wow. I mean, it's God's law, and the Hebrew author is saying God set that one aside because of its weakness and uselessness, but our author has already set the stage that the weakness and uselessness was not about the law itself, right? but it was about the people that were called as priests. That's exactly right. And and that's going to come important later, in fact, in chapter 8. Yeah, we're heading that way. When we talk about the new covenant and why it was set aside, or why the old covenant was set aside. Okay, he said he set this legal stipulation aside. So because in order to have a different priesthood, there had to be a different law. Right, right. So Psalm one ten, that's why I was saying earlier that Psalm one ten and verse four is presented here as a legal stipulation, as a law. Yeah. But it's not that law that is Torah mm-hmm. from the first five books of the Bible. He says that law mm-hmm. was set aside because it was weak and useless. It's weak and useless because the people that were made priests, we realize, actually couldn't pull this off. Right. There needed to be an ultimate priest. And that is Jesus. Part of their weakness was their own sins. Yes. You know, what we're going to uh, read this week in the seventh chapter is about they have to make sacrifices for themselves first and their sins. Yes. But Jesus, not so. Jesus, who is sinless, offers himself as the sacrifice once for all. 
yes. for the sins of the people, for the sins of us all. And and we get to this point where he, he highlights in verse, uh, back in Hebrews chapter 7, now I'm looking at verse 16, who has become a priest not on the basis of a legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. Mm. Here is Jesus, whose life was indestructible. Well, and yet, we've already seen he died. Right, he did. But what happened next? Resurrection. Death could not defeat him. Death could not conquer his life. In the battle between life and death, our high priest won. Mm -hmm. And his life was therefore indestructible. It was endless. I want to talk tomorrow a little bit about this not prevented by death, because that's just a powerful thing. But today, just... Just yeah. recognizing our powerful high priest who was not made perfect by the law, that law was set aside so that he could be priest right. based on this declaration and oath of God, based upon the promise of God. Mm-hmm. I swore you will be forever yeah. a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And that's actually going to tell us something about our relationship with the law. The law, I'm, I'm kind of prepping us for Hebrews 8, because right, this, right. this is coming in Hebrews 8. The law, the covenant that he made with Israel, is set aside because of weakness. Mm-hmm. Not God's weakness, and not the weakness of the law and the covenant itself, but finding weakness in us. In us. The fact that we were of a nature, uh, of a behavior that we cannot be saved by that because of how we respond yeah. to it. and. Yeah, I mean, and it's the priests, and it's the people, and it's all the way down mm-hmm. that that we are sinners, and that we must have a savior. And this law system was was God's plan, uh, and it served the purpose that God intended for it. But what the Hebrew writer makes clear is, well, part of that purpose is foreshadowing something that is complete, something that's superior, something that does not end and is never done away. Yeah, the problem is all the way along, there is this sense that it's not working. Yes, Mm. I understand in a very real sense, God made it work as he looked forward to what was really going to work. Exactly. Those Old Testament sacrifices worked, but not because they worked, but because they were looking forward to the one sacrifice that would work. Those Old Testament priests didn't really work. They worked as they looked forward to the true high priest and Mm -hmm. and pointed toward that. And that's what we're seeing here. Priest after the order of Melchizedek, indestructible life, king of righteousness, king of peace, made perfect, not by the law, but by an indestructible life. Hey, folks, I hope you're reading Hebrews 7 closely. Uh, Even the Hebrew writer said we're getting into some weightier matters here, right? Deep waters. Read it close. But we're glad that you joined us for the conversation. Ellen, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, thank you for the indestructible life of Jesus, for this new and better priesthood, for the, the, the change of law and the change of covenant. And we bow before your son, Jesus Christ, and confess that he is Lord, he is King, he is High Priest, he is Savior. Thank you so much for him. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.